Have you ever thought about that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? I did. I actually bought two homes in Albuquerque that I Airbnb'd, and it was just an amazing investment, honestly, because, you know, as you are accruing value in your property, you are also making money on the Airbnbs. It's amazing. So your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. It's an award-winning tequila. It's infused with real juice, with real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. It's real. So you need like two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. Hey, um, you know how I'm always trying to keep my house parties exciting? New cocktails? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Okay, well, here's something that's going to flip the script. Okay. All right. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this, right. Oliver Hudson. Yeah, 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila that's infused with juice from real fruits. You only need two to three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. Wait a minute. I think I know what brand you're talking about. You know why? Yeah. Because 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend. It's female founded. That's right. See? Sounds See like how I know? Something I can get behind. I know. Well, there's a good story behind that for sure. Listen, if you love tequila... You have to try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No. Oh, no. Sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. <laughs> Sibling rivalry. That's good. Okay, Oliver. Kate. It is Pride Month. And the Supreme Court just ruled that a landmark civil rights law protects gay and transgender workers from workplace discrimination. So Mm -hmm. uh, that happened today. We are recording this intro today. Um, When this airs, it will be a couple days later. It will be on Wednesday. But um, such a huge day. And I have to say, I'm just so grateful that the Supreme Court ruled uh, for this and that... It just gives me a lot of hope. It was a great, it's a great day. We're at the tipping point of history. Yeah, it's exciting. We get to experience it and we get to sort of be a part of it. It's exciting exciting when you, when something like this happens, um, because we're talking about discrimination, we're, 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 we're living in the, in the the middle of uh, a time of, of racial injustice, of, uh, you know, LGBTQ plus communities still still dealing with discriminatory laws uh, that until today you could be fired 
for being LGBTQ in 26 states. It's fucking which is crazy, insane. but being a part of this change just gives me hope. And it, it was funny because we were we were doing these episodes. We did Kate shots last week, and then we were going to do Khalil, who we just interviewed today, which was incredible. And we had a a, a two hour history lesson. And I just felt like we I really wanted to put Fortune's episode out in celebration of the LGBTQ plus community and this moment in history. And she's just hilarious and And her brother's amazing as well. They grew up in North Carolina outside of Charlotte. Crazy stories about their childhood. They opened up about their parents' divorce. And remember the story about Fortune on the swim team? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's so great. She's so genuine and just there's no there's yeah, they're both. There's just no bullshit. You know, I mean, it's they're just they're they're not affected in in any way with her success right now or fame. She is still the girl she always was. I also love that their names are Fortune and Price. Yeah. You know, the price, it's the price of fortune. <laughs> That's the book they should write together. Right. But we recorded this one right before quarantine. So mm-hmm. this was one of our last ones that yep. we did. And I know. I it was miss, just so much I fun. miss people. I know. I miss doing it in person. I do too. I do too. Fortune has a Netflix special called Sweet and Salty. If you haven't watched it yet, check it out. I love Sweet and Salty. I love Fortune. I love Price. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. It's so nice to have you on. We want we usually just start with kind of asking where you guys came from. You know, wh- where were you born and where'd where did you grow were up? Conceived. All right. <laughs> well, my oh. parents would share that if they were here. They yeah, would they're definitely very, they would. Yeah. Yes. They don't hold you know, much. They tell bad. you the date, the location, everything. <laughs> so you don't know where you were conceived. Oh, I know where I was. I just, you know, I try not to Think about it. I think about oh, it. You know, okay. So our parents are divorced, by right. the way. Okay. So, broken so, home. Broken home. Broken home. <laughs> <laughs> They're still friends, oh, though. Those broken homes. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah, we're from North Carolina, from a small town called Belmont. It's like... Where's Belmont? It's uh like 30 minutes from Charlotte. Very tiny town. I think when we were coming up, it was like 5,000 people. Now I think it's doubled. It's 10,000. It's a cute little town, though. And uh, Did you grow up in a, a nice neighborhood? Yeah, definitely middle class. I would say middle class. Now, uh, Fortune can, you know, uh, delve into this a little more. Our parents, are, especially our mom, she thought we were we wanted to be perceived as upper class. Mm. And so as, what that means. Because she grew up with a lot of money. Yes. And then our family lost all their money. Yes. <laughs> Gambling. 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 We had, so, a, we had someone in the family who gambled. It was through a series of different bad business decisions because mm-hmm. our grandfather was a a very talented, uh, well known contractor in North Carolina. Built all the schools and all these houses all over North Carolina, and then he died, and uh, people were not very smart with money. Wow. So by the time yes. we came up, there was no money. But my mom didn't get the memo. <laughs> so she liked to live like we had money. Yeah. And like we'd have like the lights were shut off. Yep. And she'd be like coming home like, Look, this was on sale. And you're like, 
we don't have lights right now. <laughs> so it was a very interesting childhood of Did light. she ever come out of that? I mean, did she ever like discover reality? Or was she just mm. like, I'm just going to live this way for the rest of my life. It's easier. What would you say, Price? Is she kind of still like some shock? I would, yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I would say so. So we had, so we had like, we lived in a big house because in North Carolina though, that's, yeah. you can get, it's so much different. There's houses for so much cheaper. Uh, but then like our house would be, uh, like no food, yeah, in the refrigerator. Okay. And so, and our dad was, it's interesting. My mom grew up with everything. And, you know, I think they had uh, people make yeah. food for them. You know, they drove them everywhere. I mean, it was a life so of they privilege. They had a lot, a they lot, a lot, lot of, money. of yes. money. Yeah. My dad, on the other hand, came from the other side of the tracks, as they said, where he had nothing. He was like a and trailer. So it was, yeah. And, and so those two worlds met. And you can only imagine why he was my, the bad boy. Yeah, he was the bad boy. <laughs> he was. Yeah, so your dad, I like those guys. <laughs> but your dad, your dad got to experience money and wealth for a period of time. Yeah, to, yeah, because the they had like a really extravagant wedding, and I don't. He hadn't even. He, he had never even had a birthday cake until my mom made him one when he was like 17 like he had a very different upbringing they were high school sweethearts broke up in college and then got back together after college mm -hmm. but he didn't go to college she did he joined the navy mm -hmm. but she as she as she says it was lust <laughs> and uh, we're like okay all right <laughs> uh, whatever how did that how did that affect your dad sort of coming into a lot of dough like that and then once you guys lost it all mm -hmm. was he because you know was he okay with that meaning this yeah. is where he sort of came from he knew how to handle it well i i have been told that our grandmother she's dead now so she can't argue with me uh i've been <laughs> told she tried to pay him off to not marry my mom <laughs> like it was wow. soap opera stuff back then she offered him money to not marry her and he uh, probably regrets that decision now he yeah. could have gotten some money <laughs> um but he married her anyway and but then ended up becoming very close with her and i think once the money was gone he he was used to that right. so it wasn't like oh like i'm out of here God, money just goes. Yeah, it really does. Well, what? What? Okay, this is just interesting to me. I mean, if someone is it? Was it one person who gambled away a family fortune? And was it sports betting? <laughs> it was one person. <laughs> it was one person who uh, got into a lot of trouble, and my grandmother was bailing him out of these situations. Uh. And so it just kept happening and happening, and that didn't get rid of all the money, but yeah. it was a big chunk of it and then they owned a um because he was a contractor he also owned a hardware store that did really well but then the home depots started coming in yeah. the lows and it my grandmother was too proud to claim bankruptcy so she paid off every single debt oh. and it just wiped her clean Oof. Yeah, just, and just a series of bad business decisions. She sold it's off the other land. side of the American dream. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Well, it's it a real. Really it was a real testament, I think, to us to like you gotta like nothing's guaranteed. Like you can be at one place in life 
and anything can happen. So you really have to be smart and not go crazy. Like, I think mm-hmm. we're all pretty responsible with money now. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Cause I think it did instill responsibility in us because we did kind of see, uh, you know, at the time when there was, you know, we we're prosperous and, you know, doing a lot of things and had more opportunities. We were a member of the country club, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. That's and then I when it all coffee. went away, we saw the other spectrum of that. How old were you guys when it, when it, when that shift happened? It was a, it was like a gradual thing. Don't you? Th- yeah. Don't you think? It was. Yeah. But I would say, uh, uh, the difference in age between all of us is I'm the oldest. I've got a, a middle brother who's three years younger than I am. And then there's a six years difference between myself and Fortune. Mm-hmm. And so I would say I was probably, what, 12? Yeah. When, in that area. Mm-hmm. Wait, this is exciting. So you're the only girl and two mm-hmm. brothers. Yes. Don't you know when you meet girls uh-huh. who have brothers? Oh, 100%. It's like you know them right away. <laughs> oh, you're like, for okay, sure. she has brothers, no yeah. sisters. Because there's a toughness there. It's so true. And anybody that I knew who just had a sister was always, they're like, they were a little daintier. You know, <laughs> I used to laugh at my friend. Uh, who would like fight with her sister? They'd be like, "You stop it! No, you stop it!" And I'm like, "This, this is, is it. weird. <laughs> this is weird." Like, we were I don't punching each that. other and wrestling. <laughs> it was very rough and tumble. So growing up, it was rough and tumble oh, yeah. with with the two boys. Oh yeah, yeah. we were sports guys. Yeah. We were we were your all. You know, we were boy boys. And yeah. So yeah. playing the woods, scouts. And I just uh, wanted to do whatever they did. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say, where did fortune like fit into that? Once she was of age to sort of roll with you guys i refused to do whatever they were doing i was like i'm doing it and they were like you're but you're little and i'm like i don't care and all the boys in the neighborhood everybody in the neighborhood was all boys too so i was just like this is my life in a constant state of like being oh, hurt boy. i know <laughs> i'd come home with like a busted lip yeah. i'm fine I'm, I'm one of the guys <laughs> and my brother other brother would like punch me in the stomach are you yeah. kidding <laughs> I always felt like I had to do things that were better than what they were doing. Yeah. Like if they were jumping off of this like dirt mound, uh-huh. like I'd do the higher one. Yeah, I would try, but I was always getting hurt. <laughs> and were like, you were you guys accepting, or were you sort of like leave us alone? More leave us alone. Yeah, yeah. he Price yeah. was better about it because he yes. was further. Like he yeah. ended up kind of taking on more of a dad role, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because our dad traveled a lot, so he was always the one teaching me how to play. Like, you know, he'd play catch with me. Or he was way more patient with me. I think because Jay and I were closer to age, he was just like, oh, get out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I remember, like, if he he was obviously the first one to have, like, a girlfriend, I would sit in between them all the time, like, watching she movies. And he could have mm-hmm. been like, get out of here, and he would... Just let me sit there, which I can't believe in hindsight. He oh, wasn't more so like, funny. you suck, leave us alone. That's the cutest <laughs> thing. Yeah. 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 Yes. And so, yeah, we did that a lot. Yeah. Actually, the girlfriend always looked at me, is she always going to be right here? Right. <laughs> 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 like, oh, yeah. And then you're working on them. Yeah, so. And your middle brother's name is Jay. Jay, yeah. Jay. And yeah. so you and Jay, what was that relationship like compared? We because, fought um, a lot more. Did. Yeah. Because I would I would be annoying and he would pick he picked on me a lot and the the two of them would gang up on me for sure. Oh, the worst was I don't think I've ever told anyone this story. We went to uh, Orlando and this was back when you know SeaWorld was really popular and it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me because we went to see Shamu the whale. 
So afterwards, they started calling me Shamu. Oh. And I was like, no, no, I'm no. not a whale. No. <laughs> so that was my nickname for the next like six years. No, that's oh, terrible. Well, I, I was Hammerhead. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be Hammerhead. Because my eyes were so far apart when I was little. Because, oh, really? Yeah, so Ollie called me Hammerhead and Dumbo because oh, of my ears. Yeah. So what heard shows Hammerhead Shark. Yeah. Their eyes were on either side. <laughs> it's crazy what brothers come up with. Because they're such assholes. Yeah, they're such assholes. We never called. Well, call see, we got a reaction out of her. And that, that was the thing. She hated yeah. it so much. Like, ah, oh, she doesn't like it. Oh, Let's do course. it. Yeah. I tell it to my kids all the time. Just nod and say, yeah, I am that. Because all he wants right now is your reaction. 100%. And the minute you don't give it to him, he's going to stop. But they can't fucking listen. Yeah, you don't. And they don't. It, know it's, that when it's you're young. too fiery. Ollie used to go out to the door and be like, "Kate, it's it's kind of windy outside. You might you might blow away <laughs> my ears." Oh, yeah. yeah, I gave her oh, I really gave her mean. wind oh, I gave her wind warnings. Yeah. You know, morning <laughs> for, morning wind forecast, just so, so the wind wouldn't pick her up by her ears and take oh, her away. Oh my god, brothers, that is awesome. <laughs> oh. And I would always be the like mom. Yes. He called me this. And Did you guys get spankings? Uh, oh, we got spankings yeah, every now and then. But when we got, as we got bigger, you know, they would. It was normally, you know, every now and then the belt would be broken out, and that's old school. Yeah, that's old right school there. way. And then, of course, you know, and I don't know, it, in the south they have the switch, mm -hmm, the stick, mm -hmm. and every now. But then I was always a big kid, so I was like six foot tall at like 13 years old wow. with and the mustache so my dad tried it one time and i literally took it from him, like don't do that again yeah. dad and like, yeah, that was the end of my dad's the, like okay yeah because <laughs> yeah. i just grew very quickly yeah. as a young child so you yeah know, you were so, the only seventh grader with a mustache yes i did have a amazing puberty started early for yeah. it so. <laughs> but we always we would still have fun with each other too yeah. like we we would uh give each other the middle finger oh yeah and they'd be like mom you know, we would be doing it to each other and be like, hey, Price, give me the middle finger. And she's like, Price. And I'm all like, So middle finger was one of those things that was such a fun thing to discover. Yeah. Remember when you were like, how are you going to do the middle finger? Is it going oh, yeah, to be like this? Or is it going to be like yeah. this? Like yeah. this? Yeah. If you did that. Kind of were like, what's cool? Like, yeah. that was cool for us. <laughs> that yeah, was this cool. was the cool and one. That was like, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, but right. now this, this one's this more badass. Yeah, yeah. Because you're but sticking it was, further up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For those yeah. who can't, for those sticking who can't see, it's like when yeah, you get that. Yeah, you get that full extension. Yeah. Whereas before, yeah. you're like, nah, right? You know. But it yeah. was like so, like we thought we were being so like cool to give each oh, other the yeah. middle finger. Oh man. I like my function of beauty. I have been using it. It is very good on the hair. I have to say. Um, I am now a good two weeks, I think, into having the product, and I love it. I love it. Really simple. Um, I need to get on it. Here's what I like about Function of Beauty. You can customize it to whatever you need to customize it to. Wait, don't you take a quiz or something? Yeah, you take a quiz. You talk about your hair needs. Curly hair, straight hair, wavy hair, and then they deliver your hair care system. There's different colors. You could do no dye or different, like, pretty colors. There's yellow, pink, blue. Oh, and then you can create mm -hmm. your own fragrance. That's a pretty cool thing. It says your name on it. So, like, mine says Function of Hudson. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And then um, 
which means you could use it too, Oliver. Mm-hmm. It's clean beauty, which I love. So there's no sulfates, no parabens. These things can, over a period of time can have really harmful effects. So clean beauty, like function of beauty, is to me everything. Right. So to get started right now, go to functionofbeauty.com slash sibling to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% off on your first order. Don't spend another minute in hair misery. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash sibling to let them know that we sent you. That's functionofbeauty.com slash sibling. Sakara, whoa, Sakara, whoa, um, Sakara is a nutrition company focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with a powerful plant-based ingredients, and they're designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. I am like the sun. I am glowing like the sun right now because I've been grinding my Saqqara. <laughs> um, I can actually vouch for that, that yes, when you uh, commit to a Saqqara, you are eating really amazing, pure food, organic plant-based and your body responds really well. It's really nice. The menu, it's creative. Chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. They change weekly, so they're always different. And you know, I got to I got to say something. So we've been doing this. We've been reading Sakara ads for a minute now, and I've always complained about my bloating. Well, not a lot of bloat these days. My upper bloating, my upper GI bloating has definitely gone down. Still got a little lower GI bloat that's that's coming down, and and uh, and and Sakara is part of this. Um, they 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 sell this uh, metabolism super powder, and it's all natural, and it is a remedy for bloating and weight for bloating, weight gain, and fatigue, and uh, it's 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 doing wonders for my for my time. I love time. that. It also and receives right rave reviews, Ollie from Vogue, oh, yeah. Goop. Gwyneth, our Gwenny, Gwenny, and the Gwenny. New York Times, and more. Anyway, right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash sibling or enter code sibling at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash sibling to get 20% off your first order, sakara.com slash sibling. Did you always live in the same house growing up? Yeah, we lived in that house till I was 18. When I went to college, they sold it. And then my mom, my grandmother had died. And so my mom moved into my grandmother's, the house she grew up in. She moved into that house. But it was, it was big. It was, that was the the fancy house that she grew up in. So it was like almost 6,000 square feet. And half of it hadn't, hadn't been lived in in like 20 years. So it was very creepy. I'm pretty sure there are ghosts in here. Is it still in the family? No, we ended up selling it like five years later. It was just too big. Like it was just my mom and her brother. And, And my grandmother had like lots of antiques. So it looked like an old like French parlor and, uh, like which was cool but then you would go to the upstairs and like all the bedrooms were empty and oh yeah it was sad to lose the house because my grandfather built it but it was kind of creepy for me so i was like "Eh." what was the style it was a big brick house big open windows with chandeliers everywhere spiral staircase yeah i was gonna say with the 
the entrance of the house. It was one of those kind of, I call it like a Charleston theme where you have the big staircases where, you know, the lady is, you know, coming down the stairs. Mm -hmm. It's one of those where you can almost present, you know, here comes fortune down the stairs. It it was kind of like that. She's here that kind of impressive. Yeah. (laughs) What is your brother's middle name? His name's John William. So he goes by Jay. Fortune and Price are your middle names. Yes. Yes. I'm Emily Fortune. And yeah, you're Michael Michael Price. Price. Our dad's name is Mike or Michael Lee Feimster, and my mom didn't want to have two Mikes or Michaels. So, and our grandfather's name was Price. Mm. And so that's where I got the name Price. Yeah. And so, Price is a great name. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Did you decide that you wanted to be called Price or did that just happen? No, it was just I was born with. And then what's interesting, when people, like when you meet people for the first time now, it's like, is that your last name? I'm like, no. And then they're like, well, do you go by Pierce? Price, Bryce, Price. Yeah, there's not a lot and, of prices. Oh, yeah. So college professors would always just kind of mess with me and say, well, what's your real name? Price. And well, how do you spell it? And they, they could not do the P-R-I-C-E. Yeah. Mm. Everybody wanted to spell it something different or add the B to it. And I've been called Prince. I've been called Pierce. And to this day. It's yeah. Right. Well, and I, my wife gets on me. I don't correct people. Oh, so if you okay. called me Price Prince. Price is the nicest <laughs> Yeah, everybody. Yeah. It's so great. Right. Yeah, so, Prince and then yeah. Fortune. So Fortune is my great-grandmother's maiden name. and uh, But I grew up as Emily. Uh, that was my mom's uh, favorite cousin's name. And she loved... My mom always wanted a really girly girl. She wanted a girl, but like I had like 50 dresses before I was even born. And uh, so I was Emily growing up, and I started... Going by Fortune when I was twenty three, as because my grandmother really wanted my mom to name me Fortune, uh, because well, and it's such a cool name. it's such a cool it name. Is, and, yeah. But my mom said that I would you know she's like no way she'd have to be Miss America to live up to a name like that. You're like Watch and I was this, like mom. yeah come on. Yeah. <laughs> so as when I got older I was like I really want to start going by Fortune. It was kind of like a nod to my grandmother because she was a big influence on me. Uh, but I, I did think that you could be like Fortune on stage mm-hmm. and Emily in life, and it just doesn't quite work out. When like did that. you decide to go all in on Fortune? Uh, I think it was around twenty four. I started at the Groundlings, yeah. and and I kind of as, as an experiment, just I was like, oh, I'm gonna tell them my name's Fortune, and uh, I told them, and and at the end of class, they had a, like a game where we sat in a circle and. Everyone tried to, it was like a name game, try to remember everyone's name. And I was the only name that literally every person in the class remembered. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I have a pretty cool yeah. middle name. I should probably start using this. There was three of three or four of them. They called them the misfortunes. Uh, wow. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So there's a lot of fortunes in our family, mm. but with the last name. And where'd you go to college? I went to, I got my undergrad at a college called UNC Charlotte, and I've got a master's degree from Winthrop University as well. And so I've educated myself over the years. <laughs> Comedy was not in my card. So I, had to. <laughs> I went to a small women's college uh, in Raleigh called Peace College. Peace. I know it sounds very hippie. <laughs> the the uh, founder was, the last name was Peace. William Peace. That's so uh, cute. I know. Everyone's like, oh, it's like hippie. What's the philosophy of, of it, the college? It's a liberal arts school. It's really, uh, it's very small, like a thousand at most, uh, 800 maybe. Um, it, it, 
used to be a two-year college and then it went to four-year now it's co-ed uh because it's hard to keep the you know women's mm. colleges are kind of a dying breed yeah. um but it was like right near nc state so all the girls were looking for husbands and it was just like a it almost felt like a different time everything felt very innocent yeah. and like like one uh. big sorority almost where you're just like Going to class in pajamas. When did you know you were funny? I mean, as a kid, were you were you always making everyone laugh, or or was... I had moments of it, yeah. but I wasn't like no one would have been like, oh, she's known for the for being the funny right. one. I I could be like I was uh, animated around my family, but kind of quiet at school. And then uh, I would I would watch Saturday Night Live all the time, mm. so I would memorize those sketches. And then do them for my friends at school on Monday. They were like, oh, you're funny. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was just ripping off other people's material. <laughs> uh, but I had to grow into it. I wasn't like but, people now are like, was she always funny? They're like, no. Right. <laughs> right, right. She, she wasn't like the ham. No, I mean, and that's the thing. She's kind of quiet and just kind of kept to herself. Because what's interesting, our dad's really funny. And he makes these little stupid jokes that, you know, are kind of they're so silly you just kind of laugh at them my brother's the same way and, and you know with fortune she just kind of you know it was a reserve but when she did perform for people i mean it's like a different person like oh my gosh she mm. was this person mm -hmm. and so so when people ask family the question like oh is your sister's funny i mean well yeah she's brilliantly funny you know but when she's around family it's just we're just talking yeah. as family yeah. but did yeah. you get yeah. off on it meaning like that feeling of yeah. making people laugh, like, holy shit, this just feels good. I, yeah. I, I want to keep doing that. Well, I think I was always a chubby kid. Always a, you know, I've always been a big girl. And so when I was young, I don't think I wanted people to look at me because I felt very, you know, fat. And so, uh, yeah, well, your brother calling you. Yeah, shampooed in hell, right? <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it was the only it was the way I was comfortable with people looking at me laughter with me. I was in on the joke, you know, uh, so it was a way for me to communicate with people. And so it wasn't as much like, oh, my God, this feels so good, like making them laugh. It was like, oh, this is how I can fit in. This mm. is how I can have friends. And so uh, then it became I was I was never the outcast then in that way. You know, I never got picked on because i was the person making everyone laugh wow, right yeah so it was my way of just survival i think you know yeah that's interesting yeah. you know what i mean like it's well, i'm it, glad i found it you know well it's funny you talk about you know using comedy that mm -hmm. way or being funny and and how it sort of helped you get through and, yeah. and to be accepted and you know i'm not a comedian but i love making people laugh it's yeah. always been you know a joy right mm -hmm. <clears throat> But only recently, in the last year, I've realized that sometimes I will use self-deprecation mm -hmm. to sort of mask a potential inadequacy. Oh, yeah. And I will make fun of myself mm -hmm. in some way, whether it be my career or... Showing your ass on Instagram. Right. <laughs> I have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> Thanks. I wonder, what, I wonder what inadequacy that, that's covering up. No, that's adequate. <laughs> That's inadequate ass. But uh, but only recently I, I was I, I discovered that about yeah. myself. Yeah. Probably like some sort of insecurity yeah, of like I'm gonna just, make the joke before anyone else can make it or think it. Right. But I do self deprecation, I think self humor is yeah. nice, huge. I mean I think it's a necessity. Almost, yeah, for sure. You know? 
Uh, for me, it's like we had a very interesting childhood. We have a very wacky family. It was like, why not just like dip into this personal stuff? Then you're never like telling the stories that other people have told because they're your stories. And so for me, my comedy, I, I want to be relatable. I don't want to be like a, this kind of comic or this kind of comic. I'm like, I'm going to tell you stories. And no matter what your background is, you're going to be able to relate to something. Yeah. And so that, especially with my special, uh, I did that. The whole thing was a one big storytelling thing. And I, when I started comedy, it used to be a lot more self-deprecating uh, because I wanted people to like me. This This special has some of it in the beginning but then i really go away from it and then just talk about a it's a journey of someone finding themselves and that and i made i did a lot of the wrong thing or i would try things thinking this is who so-and-so wants me to be and it would of course not work because i wasn't being my true self mm-hmm. price has she ever has she ever have you come up in her in her comedy, <laughs> well, has she told stories yeah. about you? Where you're like, oh fuck, don't Sis, do that. Well, the brothers have said, hey, leave us out of it. And so, but our, of course, our parents love it because they think they're celebrities anyway. And so, when my mom and dad, anytime they mention their names and all that, they're just kind of like, oh my gosh, yeah. they light up. Uh, they, they light up. But I go, you do know that story is not a great story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we don't care. Yeah, but but you guys asked to stay out of it. Like we, you actually we, had the conversation, like oh, we don't want anything talked uh, about. Well, it, I don't. I think, guess informally. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I mean, you know, with the Hooter story stuff is great. Right. Now, that all was based on our, you know, family going to Hooters, and it happened. You know, uh, what's funny about the Hooter stuff is great wings, great, great wings for wings. one. Yeah. Yeah. But when we were, my brother and I were younger, we used to run these ten k races. We weren't runners. I mean, we just thought it was cool to run a, a long race, so we did. And our celebration was to go to Hooters right. afterwards. Right. So next thing you know, we're going to Hooters. Now, we're 13, 14-year-old yeah. boys going to Hooters. and that's I mean, how- That means I was like six. Yes, exactly. Going to Hooters. Absolutely. So that's how our family started going to Hooters. Yeah. And so it was like, why not talk about these things? Because they're funny, you know? And I, I said one joke about them in my special. I don't sure. ever like name you guys. Right. Uh, but I just go, oh, I came out to my brother's. And they were like, duh. And I was like, well, <laughs> thanks for telling me. Uh, apparently they knew a lot. Way before. Way before oh, I did. Yeah. Really? Well, again, back to, our, you know, when we talked a little earlier about her hanging out with us, we were playing soccer, baseball, softball. She was always there. Uh, when we'd go to church, you know, she'd want to dress kind of like, you know, the button down shirt, no dresses. <laughs> right. You know, we never saw her with guys. We mm-hmm. never saw there was never a date or somebody. You know, let's go hang out. No talk of a guy or anything like that. But so, you were never feeling even a, a, a twelve, thirteen year old lust for female. You I know did, what I mean? I did, but I, I it was masked in angst of like that's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. I'm such a good friend. Oh. You know, it was. I, I just thought I was super intense about friends, you know? And there you go, are you? My mom would be like, what? That's oh, my funny. God. Yeah, it was just always like, she, wait, she's going out with a guy? Uh, but doesn't she know we're best friends? <laughs> like, it was very <laughs> angsty. Uh, but it was a different time. Yeah. You know, they're just, yeah. especially in our small town, sure. people didn't really talk about being gay. It wasn't. 
uh it wasn't the thing like now it's just like oh yeah so-and-so's gay whatever mm-hmm. you're like it was not a thing i didn't we didn't know any out gay was there people. anyone in your school or whatever that was like you, you now might, we know that they, yeah. gay, they, that they were they back in the day yeah they weren't and out. You, right. you hear a reference in the carolinas we live in the bible belt well that's simply because there's so many churches on every corner where yeah. you go and people are Gosh, I'm not going to get in trouble here, but a lot of people say they're very religious when they're not really religious, but they have these beliefs because the church believes in, you know, gays and lesbians. Oh, you know, they're the devil, Mm -hmm. you know, but even though they're friends and they like the Mm -hmm. person and all that, there's kind of a double standard, especially where we came from. Without a doubt. Yep. Without a doubt. I think that's across the board. Yeah. Yeah. True. Very true. Very true. And it wasn't like I felt like, like I wasn't hearing negative thing it wasn't like people were going oh gay people are the devil they legitimately weren't talking about it mm-hmm. did you really discover that you were gay through a lifetime movie <laughs> i really is that did. fucking true i well i mean, I, <laughs> I talk about it in my netflix special too i tell a story about uh realizing i was gay via <laughs> lifetime movie um, which i've done one by the way yeah well, i did one called I, carolina moon by the way it what's was in that South Carolina. you did oh, yeah. <laughs> carolina nice. moon yeah, I, I, yeah I, I had a line. I said, uh, Claire was with a girl named Claire Forlani, who's an actress, and she's driving away. Uh-huh. And she stops, and it's raining. And I run into the rain. <laughs> That's and, what's up. You know, oh, oh, it's one of those. <laughs> and and I said, I said, I, I will. Uh, the line was. Um, I will travel to the ends of the earth if oh. that's where you're going. That's right. <laughs> that's what I said. That is so lifetime. And then she gets out of the car and it's raining. We're literally spinning around in the rain. I hope that's uh, I hope Carolina you Moon. Just need this to put a, that on your web the, I your know. website. It's true. But so a lifetime movie gave you some sort of Yeah, well I think it was bubbling. You know, you I was I had moved to LA at this point and it was bubbling up, you know. Yeah. That you can only hold well, this you down. moved to LA. I yeah. mean how you know Well that was the big thing. Yeah. I was finally seeing gay people. Well, I was seeing what how normal it was. Yeah, you went. You had some drinks at the Abbey. And yeah, you and were you're like, just oh, like, this my- yeah, <laughs> yeah wow. this brunch seems fun. Yeah. <laughs> what am I? What am I doing at church with all the straighties? <laughs> <laughs> I want a waffle. Uh, yeah, so it was bubbling up and. And, uh, you know, I think it was like sitting right here, like it was ready to just be like, ah, and the catalyst, like, it's so embarrassing. And I didn't tell this story for years, uh, cause I wanted to be like, oh, I met some girl and we- I told her I would walk to the ends of the earth or, right. you know, I wanted my real lifetime moment. But, uh, I watched this, I was by myself watching this, uh, lifetime movie called the truth about Jane. And this girl in high school realizes she's gay. Her mom, played by Stalker Channing, uh, was very against it at first. She's like, boo. And then by the end of the movie, she's like, yay. And it was like this beautiful <laughs> like family moment. And I legitimately said out loud for the first time, I was like, oh, my God, I'm gay. And then I just sat there in shock that this was the journey <laughs> to that realization. <laughs> and I knew forever. Stalker yeah. was a part of your, she was. your moment. Rizzo. What about yeah. family? Was was fully accepted? Yeah. I didn't tell them for probably about another eight months or so. Because uh, I was like, I'm in LA. Who, who will know? And uh, so I think I told my... I told my mom first at the Chinese restaurant that I talk about, and uh, mm-hmm. she was more just she was more just like I don't want your life to be harder than it's already 
could be. You know, it was more of just like, I don't want to see my kid go through anything. I don't want people to hate you mm-hmm. now just because of this. So it took, it was more of her shifting her dream for me. Uh, my dad immediately was just like, you're my daughter. I love you. You're my daughter. I love you. Because he, he didn't know what to say. I love you. You're my daughter. And my mom was she's like, Mike, she knows she's your daughter. She is telling you she's gay. That's very true. Very Dad true. was just yeah. on repeat. I love yeah. you. You're my daughter. He, he, he didn't know what else to say. Like, yeah, you're my daughter. I love And you're like, oh, that's so beautiful. You're That's him accepting me. In such a ridiculous oh, way, you know. That, and then the boys oh. were like, "Yeah, so, we know." Yeah. Well, oh, I so I told them. Yeah, they said we know, and we were outside at my mom's house, and uh, Price went. Uh, You're not gonna believe what's behind you right now. Do you remember this? I do remember. He yeah. said he goes, "Look up." I turned around, and there was a giant rainbow <laughs> right <laughs> over my right. head. Yeah, how appropriate, <laughs> you know? Wow. And then, my, and then our brother Jay at that Christmas brought me a book, some about beavers. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I think, I think, we that, do gifts. Yeah. I think they've we accepted know. me. We, we do. That's I wish great. I could remember the name of that book, Mr. Beaver. or Something, yeah. Something, something about beavers. Yeah. I was yeah. like, all right, here come the gay jokes. Yep, here they go. <laughs> but uh, I'd rather have that, obviously, uh, than yeah. uh, them not accept me. Cause box. Oliver. Yeah, it's like it's like the movie you did, but different. Cosba. Rock the Cosba. <laughs> but instead, we're rocking the Cosbox. I love this company. What it does is it's quarterly, it's four times a year, it's a subscription box curated by women for women, and it's filled with all sorts of amazing products and brands. They're ethical, sustainable, and have a positive mission to give back and make the world better. But the good thing about this for for, for men as well is that you can create gifts for the people, the women that you love in your life as well, mm-hmm. you know? And we love a gift, Ollie. That's right. Every cause box is limited edition, so it comes with six to eight full-size products. Everything from skincare, jewelry, homewares, and accessories. And the value. I love a good value. You're doing about $250-plus worth of product at a $50 cost. Um, well, they just launched their summer box. Yes, the summer box. Uh, it's There's a bento box in it that's really beautiful. A duffel bag. And the jade roller. And of course, Uh because it's on here, there's going to be a code and a discount off your first box for 30% off. Mm -hmm. You go to causebox.com. Well, www.causebox.com slash sibling. Use the code sibling. You get your first box for 30% off. As in you can get your first box worth over $250 250 plus dollars for less than 39 bucks and free shipping. So go check out Cosbox right now. I can tell you secondhand, you're going to love it. It says firsthand. Why don't you say that part? Yes, I can tell you firsthand, you'll love it. I love my Helix. I love my Helix. Are you still pretty actively sexual on your Helix? You know, when what? you first got it, you were very actively sexual on your bed. That was like you were like, "We got no, a new bed." No, it's a beautiful. Okay, it's a it's a beautiful love making bed. There's just <laughs> no doubt about it. 
Okay, so I mean, it's still going strong. This is a great selling strong. point. I love my Helix mattress. I did the quiz myself. And, you know, you you enter all of the things the way you sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold or side sleeper or your back sleeper, and then boom, That's out the quiz, pops right? what mattress that is perfect for you. Mine was the Midnight Lux, which is like perfect for my personality, just even the name is. Um, so it's just been great. Aaron loves it. Wife, my wife loves it so much. We just dumped our mattress of 15 years. And now we're on the Helix, and we couldn't ask for a better mattress. Well, I love this. I love that you're sleeping great on your Helix. By the way, Helix awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 and 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Ten-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights, risk-free, and they'll pick it up if you don't love it, but you will. Pretty damn good. And it comes in like this – it came to my house, and I was like, wait a minute, where's the mattress? Because it was so small. And I was like, oh, shit, they probably gave me like a single. He's like told the story a hundred times. <laughs> no, I know, but we're do- But <laughs> there's people who haven't listened to this. How do you yet. know? How do you know? They've listened to it. They know the mattress. Oh, it comes in a box. It comes up. You loved it. You loved it so much that you called the kids in. And you were like, you no, guys, I- watch the mattress come out of the box. Oh, God. Okay, fine. You just finished the story. Anyway, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helix.com slash sibling. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash sibling for up to $200 off. Are you guys all pretty tight, the siblings? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we yeah. have very different lives. They're married with kids, you know, and they they own a, fi- a fishing company, so they're always wor- they're always working. Tell me all about this fishing yeah. company. I'm a huge fisherman. Uh, oh, really? Well, my, my passion. Yeah, so my brother and I have two fishing companies. We own uh first one is our digital media company called pointclickfish.com okay. and it's <laughs> Freshwater and saltwater fishing news. We, oh, wow. We go around about 30 events, live stream, big billfish events and wow, all that. cool. And then we own what's called the Southern Kingfish Association, which okay. is a big kingfish, yeah. uh, saltwater fish. Uh, it's about 3,000 plus members that my brother and I just, we purchased it last year. That's so <laughs> and cool. And so that's what we do. They're bringing, you know, with their media company, they're making fishing accessible to a lot of people, like live streaming it. And so people that love fishing but can't yeah. be there. Tune in and listen to it. So they've been busy building their businesses. Awesome. I've been cool. busy, yeah. you know, do doing Just doing the stand up, right? <laughs> acting and what thing. about Jay? Uh, the, well, they own that together. Oh, so you guys do that together. We've done that. Yeah, yeah. We've he, been done twenty years. He's in the coast. Right. How is it working together? It's it's Bright Brothers. Ah, uh, I'm glad you know. I don't. I'm glad I'm not in the business. Yeah, with it's. Them. I you mean, there's it. times that there's. You know, we have brother moments, but we get over it pretty quick. What yeah. would you say would be your biggest just overall disagreement in running a in running a business? You and your brother. Uh, well, they're just, very different. Yeah, Jay's like Jay was in the Coast Guard for, uh, for years, so he knows so much about fishing. And prizes have learned a lot about it. You're the finance, the guy, the business yes. guy. So they come from very. Jay's the creative. Mm-hmm. I handle all of the business stuff. So Jay's yeah. like, let's That's get great. a 42 Bertram. Exactly. Yeah, fucking put, yes. put four, yes. you know, yes. Cummins on yes. there. Yes. And you're like, and I'm dude, like, how much does this exactly, cost? Right. Yeah. And that, that's that's exactly where I come into. Yeah. Let's and get all the Shimano reels. That's yeah. where I come into play. And so, but it's it's been great. I love working with my brother. Yeah. It gives us an opportunity to work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're they're nice guys. 
guys. People like working with them. So I'm proud of them doing their thing and I want them to succeed. And, you know, I'm so we're all close, but it's like they're in North Carolina. I'm in California. They they're married. They have kids. I have my fiance. We our kids are our dogs. <laughs> so uh, we just have different lives in that way. You how know? many kids do you have? I have one. I have a ten year old boy. Aww. Yes, and he's our only one. And so he's spoiled rotten. And so <laughs> you know, Does our, he fish. Yeah, he loves to fish. Right, he does, yeah. And my, Jay's got two boys of his own as well. So, and they're all close and That's they all boys. do stuff. Boys. Yeah. So many so boys. Many boys. Lots of boys. I yes. know. My mom was like dying for someone to have a girl. Yes. She wants it so bad. Do you want kids? We're on the fence. We don't know. Because really? Jax is a, she's a, uh, was a kindergarten teacher for 12 years. Oh, shit. So you've and had so, your share of children. Yeah. But she's like the, <laughs> she'd be the best. She's sitting right she'd behind be the me. Best. Uh, I would be the one that would be like, the dad kind of like, you know, do what your mom says, but here's a cookie, you know, like that. <laughs> <laughs> had you never thought about a romantic connection until the lifetime thing? Or had you had an exp- any experiences? Uh-uh, no, no experiences. I came out. What about with men? Uh, not, I didn't really, I was, didn't really date guys either. I would have like a date here and there, but we immediately like went into like high-fiving each other. Right. It was, there was never any like chemistry in that way, but I get along really well with men having two brothers. I'd always, we'd have so much to talk about, but then it would kind of end, you know, there was not, it there, you know, you have to have those pheromones, whatever you call call it. And we didn't have that. (laughs) So I, I just didn't date. I just, I think I channeled everything into just kind of being an overachiever. I was like in every sport I played tennis in college was the student body president. That's how I Mm. like channeled that, uh, you know, lack of dating. I channeled Mm -hmm. it into that. Uh, because you kind of, as a gay person who doesn't know you're gay, you're sort of always being rejected in a weird way. Not They're not saying no to you per se, but you're never like the object of someone's affection when mm-hmm. you're young and you don't, you know, you're not dating. So you have to have something where you get a pat on the back or right. get, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I just didn't, um... I just did, didn't really have the dating experiences. So once I came out, I was 25 and I was having to make all the mistakes in my late 20s that you get to make when you're, you know, 17. Right. Yeah. So I was uh, n- not a catch for a very long time because I was very <laughs> awkward and, you know, just didn't. <laughs> Jax yeah. met me at the right time. At that point, right. I was real suave. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so when you came to L.A., did you immediately start doing comedy? Uh, I started... I, I didn't have, uh, I came to LA to work and I didn't really have friends for a while because I found it to be a very difficult place to meet people. In North Carolina, you like make friends everywhere in the gas station. You'll be like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> and somehow you're like hanging out a week later. <laughs> uh, here, I just couldn't meet people. So I decided because I loved Saturday Night Live growing up, I would take classes at the Groundlings um, as like a hobby and uh as a way to make friends and my teachers just kept going oh you gotta you gotta keep doing this and it quickly became a passion Mm, that's cool i I auditioned for the groundlings Mm -hmm. did not go well yeah really (laughs) oh my god my my friends and i did it you know like let's just go audition for the groundlings 
and I misinterpreted something. And oh, I guess yeah. it just, you know, that you were supposed to go up on stage and you turn your back to the stage, so the, mm-hmm. all the class. And then they call something out like you're a yeah. dentist or uh-huh. you're, you know, a sleazy doc, whatever. Yeah. And so I'm standing, and then you turn around and you just fucking go. Right. And so they go, <laughs> they go, all right, you're the king of cheese. Uh-huh. And I took it literal. So I I, I, I turned, this wasn't a choice. <laughs> this is really what I thought. This is hilarious. So I, like I, tur- I turn around and I'm like, hey, you want some mozzarella? I've got cheddar here. I've got this. And I start trying to hawk cheese. I love that though. I thought it was a good choice, even That's though it wasn't really... a choice. I, I actually misinterpreted I, yeah. what they said. I and like people that. were standing there looking at me like, what the fuck is he doing? And I was like, I've got some provolone. I was like an Italian cheese hawk. <laughs> you need to be the king of cheese. I think, the king, I think that's great. I think your teacher should have known better. I know. And and I remember no one was really laughing, and I was like, oh shit! And and I didn't even realize that I had fucked up the interpretation of it yeah. until I sat down with my friends, and they're like, what are you doing, dude? They meant like a cheesy guy, and yeah. I'm like. Oh no. Oh God. I went literal. I, I was like but selling Monterey Jack on now, stage. Nowadays, though, that there would be someone who would appreciate right, that. Right, like right, they were very right. rigid back in the day, where it's like, you know, you have to do it this way. And they really, you know, expanded into yeah. uh, lots of different types. I, you know, I've been thinking about uh, going and doing like a UCB or ground. Like yeah, it's, it's just fun. fun. It's, it's fun. just so fun. I did a show the other night because sometimes they'll have like, you know, alums come do improv. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you're really just doing it. Like, it's like going to the playground as an adult. Yeah. Cause you, some people are like, why do you do Im-, you know, yeah. improv? You're like, it's just silly. And it do you makes, get, ner- do you get nervous still? A little, sometimes only because improv, like once you're, n- once you have, not been doing it for a while you get out of practice and you're like oh my god i forgot how to like deliver information to these scenes (laughs) but it's helped me a lot in stand-up because uh especially when i was coming up in the clubs and i was building my set uh you have you have to fill time right so i would be like hey where who has a cool job and let's see where we go with it and through my improv i would go on these like 20 minute runs of making all this stuff up just based on what jobs people were telling me. So it was fun. It made it, you know, like the show different every, every night. Did you have comedians who you like really looked up to as a kid or growing up or coming up? Um, Probably a lot of the SNL people like, uh, I, I, Adam Sandler. I loved, yeah, I like the silly people, Chris Farley. Uh, then, then the next round was like Will Ferrell, Molly Shannon, um, I like anyone who didn't take themselves seriously. Well, you you channel some Farley's yeah. uh, phys- physical that, yeah. comedy. Yeah. And there's some back and forth yeah. stuff that you're doing. Yeah, I do a lot of facial expressions. Yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah. you can see it. You know? So I, I think I I was, by watching them, sort of like was taking on what I thought was funny in them, I would sort of do. And then I was all, I'm also a really big Carol Burnett fan mm-hmm. my grandmother used to watch her show so she would play mm-hmm. the reruns yes. yeah so and she she and her show was like her audio uh monologue that's essentially stand up then she would do all those sketches and then at the end the q a it's improv and i feel like my career's done i'm do all of those things and i think it really stemmed from watching her you did this really funny thing about being on the swim team mm-hmm 
<laughs> it's all true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, someone not uh, elaborated at all. Uh, there's a little. I I didn't climb up on a block. It, you you uh you jumped off from the. But the from bed the, was shallow. He's like, fuck it. I can. I can. I wait. I can, I can stand walk. up. Because someone wrote me being like, that's impossible. You couldn't dive into a pool and stand up. I'm like, oh, okay. I know. What do you want me to measure the pool? I so I we dove off of the side and not the blocks. Okay. And uh, But no, I legit like tiptoed, you know, running <laughs> tiptoed. Because uh, wasn't, it wasn't like I was the water. I still was like barely above mm. the water, but I was running through Funny. the pool. And I mean, I was the worst swimmer. I was the worst. I would do like back, like literally on the backstroke, they would be done for like 10 minutes. And I'm in the middle of the pool still running into the lanes. And I at one point would stand up and look back and be like, oh boy, and then keep going. I, I had no business swimming, but my brothers swam. Mm -hmm. So not this one. It's Jay, you yeah. were on the team for a minute. Oh, but I sucked. I was horrible. Yeah. Were you an athlete though? Yes. I was baseball, tennis, and soccer growing oh, wow. up. And so that's yeah. Very active. And my brother was a competitive swimmer. And mm. uh and, and fortunately I both played tennis. Oh right. A yeah. lot. And so we never got into when your parents divorced. Yeah. How old were you when that happened? Uh oh. I was twelve. You had it, about to go to college yeah we were talking about this last night in the car that we had a really interesting experience when my parents started to make the decision of getting divorced i had just started my first day of college and my dad we had they the whole family went up and again i'm the oldest and i'm going to college for the first time and it was one of those situations that like price is situated he's ready to go and uh, you know, our dad had made a decision that, you know what, I, I think this is the time for me to split. Well, they had separated yes. and started sort of dating again in a weird, like... He but was, did you know this? Yeah. Was yes. the family aware of yeah. this? We knew there was some issues going on. Yeah. We just, as kids, we just didn't know the extent And of they didn't have to talk, like, hey, guys, we want to tell you something. Well, we knew that there was trouble, but yeah. then, like, my dad started, like, coming to pick my mom up for dates. And we're like, well, this yeah. is this is weird, but then apparently, I didn't know this. Price told me last night that my dad put the nail in the coffin yeah. the day they moved him the into day one, the yeah, dorm. for college. And so you can only imagine how my first semester of freshman year went in college. Right. It, was a, it was a disaster, uh, you know. And I, I felt it, fortune was like what twelve, yeah. and my brother was fifteen, and it's my a mom. Hard time for yeah, the worst to happen. And, and my mom had just kind of that just you know ruined her pretty yeah. much, and so as the oldest, I was getting calls from my mom on a daily basis. Oh, but can you believe your dad and this and that? And so, but I think that's what kind of built, especially you know, fortune with their comedy up as well. I mean, we had to, our family's lighthearted. We laugh a lot and all that. So it was a serious situation. And to this day now, I know this sounds very dark how we're talking right now, but I mean, my parents are good friends now mm -hmm. and everything's great yeah, of course. right yeah. now and we stuff. Make, we make light of everything. Yeah. Any tragedy our family had, we would always be laughing about mm -hmm. it. We were making jokes about it. So we always found the light in whatever hard time right. there was. Well, there's but, humor and everything. Yeah, and Price was, you know, always just like a good guy that like really was trying to like 
take care of everybody and like he would have uh i don't know if you remember this you would have you asked girls that you were friends with to write me letters yes they would write me letters being yes. like i know you're like it's hard at home that your parents are divorced but you know we just want to reach out to like reach out to you um, and like make sure you're okay and i'm like what like 18 year old guy yeah. is that's doing amazing. the sweetest yeah. thing on the planet yeah so yeah. he was always like looking out wow. for me good for yeah. you how, yeah. how did it how did it affect your freshman year i mean obviously i know it did but in what in what way were you just you had to take on a responsibility that you sort of weren't ready for oh absolutely i mean i had in my mind prepared for college right. like you were ready to freshman go. partying right. girl yeah i mean i was excited yeah and i went to a i started off at a small school in north carolina uh in the mountains and so uh so everybody was close and everybody knew each other and stuff but it was one of those situations i felt so bad i'd go home on the weekends to make sure that they were okay mm. so sometimes if i was going out with a girl i would yeah. take the girl <laughs> with me. so we're back to the situation yeah, where yeah. hey we're sissies right yeah. in the middle yeah absolutely i'm like i'm sad happens. <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna feed you me you go home to visit oh my god you just sit right but in you, between it sounds like you didn't have sure. much resentment meaning like this is just what it is this is just what i have to do was there a yeah. part of you like motherfucker like i just want to be i'm missing oh, out on my absolutely. on my experience oh i kind of joke with my uh wife that I mean, she went to University of Michigan, you know, tailgating, football, parties. <laughs> she had the ultimate college experience. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, well, actually, I didn't make it. I got through my freshman year at this school, and I didn't make it past my freshman year because I felt like so responsible that I needed to go home. So I actually transferred uh, back to a, a community college where we live in the area just so I could be with my family. And then I ended up going to a school about 30 minutes from our house. So I essentially I could keep a close eye mm -hmm. on what was going on because my mom was going through a lot. My dad was doing his thing. Our grandmother had started getting sick. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, you know what, this is kind of my responsibility. And so I kind of joke with people. I love my college, but it wasn't much of a college experience mm -hmm, for me mm -hmm. and stuff. When uh, we went, to, when my wife and I were going on twenty years this year of marriage, oh, wow. and so yeah, and so she took me up to a Michigan football game, and I swear it's just like I had chill bumps. Right. I went cried. in that stadium, you, you hundred thousand people, and I did. You teared up. Actually. I get it. I'm a huge sports fan. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, yeah, he's that's a big real. sports yeah. guy. Yeah, and I was just like, it was like all this emotion just kind of yeah. just came over me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is incredible. This is what I missed and stuff. But it's okay. I mean, I, I met my wife, and you know, now we have our son, and everything's great. And the same thing with, you know, I talk, you know, about the parent situation. You know, my parents have a great relationship and all that now. And so, and they uh, had to get there. It yeah, took a minute, but yeah, they had to get it took there. a minute to get there. And where and so, were you at, Fortune, when you were 12 years old and all of a sudden brother's away at college? Yeah. And now, you, you know, I, I think, well, that's probably why I'm a comedian. You know, the abandonment, the abandonment issues of just like everybody kind of <laughs> went off, you right. know, and like, did Jay. Uh, got his license that year, so he was out of there. Uh, my and both my parents, you know, they had to really kind of grow up themselves. They, I think, the split. Like my, it took my dad one way, and it took my mom another way, and and they everybody was trying to fix themselves or like look out for themselves. And 
I was like, you guys, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a top hat on. <laughs> Hello. Who wants to see a show? <laughs> but uh, my, that's why I think my grandmother and I were so close. She she lived uh, just down the street and really stepped in uh, while my parents were kind of finding themselves. And they did. You know, they did get to the point where they came back around and really, you know, made family their priority. Because I think it just was something that they, I don't think my mom thought she'd get divorced. I don't think, you know, and my my dad, you know, just his emotional capacity was still growing, uh, having had the... You're my daughter. Ex- yeah. <laughs> and so by the You're time uh, I hit college, they both were, you know, uh, had come back. I mean, they didn't go away, but you know what I mean. Like just being present. Yes, yeah, it's settled. Are 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 they super close now, or are they just they're good they're friends? Good. Yeah, they're good. They're. I mean, they. He, my dad was remarried, and so they don't. It's not like they talk every week or anything like that. But uh, they know that at the end of the day, they're family. They've known each other since they were seventeen. He doesn't have any family. I mean, well, yes, brothers, but it's like a, he came up in a very difficult family situation, and her, all of her family, uh, brothers, parents, they're all dead. So they kind of like know each other in a way that no one else mm-hmm. knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they finally come to a place where they're like, oh, like I, like you're my last lifeline to that story. Mm. And your mom never remarried. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, let's talk about that. She did. <laughs> she did. Uh, very. It was very brief. Okay. Uh, she had a companion for a while, and uh, they just were never meant to be right. married. Uh, they got married, and I think once she moved in, he was like, "Whoa, no, thank you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they. It lasted three months, right? Three months. Three oh, months. Yeah. They is... just are very different people. Yeah, that's being polite. Yeah. But my mom, very polite. But yeah. my mom made sure to have a big, huge se- second, this wedding. We begged her, like, please, please don't do this. Like, because we were kind of like new from day one. This was not a good pairing. Yeah. And what did she see in this guy? I mean, why do you think? Companionship. Okay. Yeah. Right. Just someone to speak to. He, he had a hearing aid. She likes some she old, likes old guys. Oh, she likes right. the older gentleman. Right. He was like, hello, Ginger. Yeah, that's a prerequisite. Do you have a hearing aid? Hey, hello, Ginger. Yeah. I love how your scarf matches your shoes. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> yeah. He told my wife that he liked her pocketbook, and this is the first time that we met. And I was like, what did he just say? He likes my wife's pocketbook. And then he said, your shoes are divine. And I'm like... Who uses the word divine? <laughs> you, you know, as far as you know, that, that's all. Yeah. We'll, that's yeah. all we'll say about. Yeah. Right. Uh, that. I can. Uh, I can make a guess. Yeah, but right. he. Uh, right. They had a huge second wedding. A wedding and like. My mom got like a circus tent oh, yeah. and put it inside the fellowship hall of our church. I'm like, oh, tent tents go inside, okay. <laughs> and she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna serve hot dogs and I'm gonna have uh, nachos with jalapenos. I think she invited like 300 people to this wedding. Yeah. And they were divorced three months later. <laughs> oh, wow. That is so amazing. Yeah. Wow. So we have a very Mom sounds like a character. Oh, oh she, she is, is a character. Yeah. She is a character. So when I talk, I talk about her a lot in stand up, and people, uh, 
People are like, no, no way she's like that. And I'll put her on our podcast. I go, just listen to this. Really? And they are not, but now, now they love her. Yeah. They're just like, what's Ginger have to say about this? You, I feel like your impression is pretty good. It's right? pretty. I mean, like, I can, think it's pretty, I can, pretty dead I can pretty hear. Pretty yeah. So within a couple weeks, we are going to be in the Rocky Mountains. I don't reveal where I go, but yes. <laughs> the Rocky Mountains are, are it's, it's a big mountain range, but we will be there. And you know what I'm going to do? The minute I pull up to the ranch in Colorado, I'm going to crack open a Coors Light, an ice cold Coors Light. I'm going to wait for the mountains to turn blue, crack that Coors Light open, sit on some outdoor patio furniture, look at the mountains and just get my drink on. Sounds great. Here's my favorite thing about Coors Light as a beer drinker, as someone who likes beer, even though I stick to my spirits a lot because of this reason, and Coors Light is a great beer for this. 102 calories per beer. It's a three-point beer on WW. There's a psychological aspect to a Coors Light, okay? And I'm going to explain this for a second. When you go on a long mountain bike ride, which I'm heavily into mountain biking, Okay, and you're sweating your ass off and you pull up to your truck and you're with your boys and you load your bikes up and now you're sitting in the parking lot, right? What kind of a beer do you want to crack open right then and there? You want a Coors Light. You don't want some sort of a heavy, you know, sort of eh, stouty beer. It's part of the moment. Coors Light is speaking to my psychology (laughs) when I'm out and about and I'm active and I want that freezing cold beer to just quench my dying thirst. It's brewed. It's a three-step process, cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged. So it's actually made to chill. And so the mountains on the Coors Light, cold activated bottles. So they turn blue when you know that it's chilled exactly the way they're supposed to be chilled. You can have Coors Light delivered actually by going to get.coorslight.com and finding local delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You moved to Spain. I did, yeah. Some like Spanish a life stand-up. experience, yeah. I graduated high uh, college, and I I don't know. I just like made this decision I was going to move to Spain. I had studied in Mexico a couple summers in college and was really fascinated with the language, and, and it just sort of made this... I had this desire to like see the world, but we had never had money. I'd, I'd never had the means to uh, really explore the world. And I was just like, I'm going to live in Spain for a year. And I graduated with like $50 in my bank account and basically worked like eight jobs for the next like four months, bought a one-way ticket to Spain That's and lived amazing. there for almost a year. Where did you go? In Sevilla. Oh, nice. It was, I loved it. It was one of the hardest Th- th- things I've ever done because I mean you're talking about someone who grew up in a town of 5,000 people my college was 800 people now I'm living in Spain and this was before uh wi-fi yeah. you, know, you had to go to the like internet cafe and you know I was so disconnected from everyone there was scary? no cell phones yeah you were just like oh, sounds great you know <laughs> yeah for me I was this country bumpkin just being like hola 
Como estas? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it was a real, uh, I was a real fish out of water. <laughs> I took my guitar. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna become an amazing guitar player. I don't think I played once. Like Spanish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was so just me like struggling with all my luggage. Like, why did I bring this guitar? Oh my god! <laughs> Everyone's trying to rob did me. Did you hit your stride though? I mean, was there a point where you're like, okay, I'm. Yeah, I, get I, got, it now. I got to a point where I could really communicate with people and understand, but I was never great. At did you it. make friends? I mean, yeah, I made friends. I went to a language school yeah. where I learned Spanish, and there was a lot of European people that went there, and I, I would make friends with them. And I traveled all over Western Europe by train, so they'd be like, "You'd meet so it's so different there. You'd meet somebody who was like you saw them for, met for like four days. They'd be like, oh, when you come through Switzerland, can stay yeah. with me.' You're like okay sure i was staying with strangers all the time people i never knew and but they would just open their houses and so it was a way to like i i I guess i just wanted to prove to myself that you didn't need money to see the world and to experience these things like you can make that happen how do you feel about that now i'm so glad i did it because i'm too big of a puss now to do something like Mm -hmm. that i'd be like oh i have I have responsibilities and I gotta like work and it's it was a time in your life where you could just give caution to the wind. Mm-hmm. And- did you visit? I did not have the opportunity. I was working, unfortunately. <laughs> I had an opportunity to go out to visit one time and it's just schedule yeah. and just so you spent a year not seeing each other. My mom and our brother Jay came for like three weeks uh, over Christmas because I never went back home. I didn't have the money to fly back and forth. And uh, they should. I beg. I said, I beg of you guys. This is a tiny. Everything's tiny. We're not tiny. We're big people. Mm-hmm. Please just pack like small bag. The cars are small. The seats are small. <laughs> closets are small. Everything's I tiny. I beg here. of you. Right. I picked those. Uh, I picked them up in Madrid. Three giant suitcases a piece. I'm like, I and I mean, I've not seen him in like six months. I'm like, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> so we like barely fit in this taxi to go to the hotel. I had to like, I knew someone in Madrid who let us keep like three of their bags in their house until we finished our three-week journey. Oh, my God. <laughs> my brother brought a sleeping bag. I mean, you think Europeans don't have beds? Do you really need a sleeping bag? Where were you planning on <laughs> sleeping? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how fun. Did you, did you guys, was there a time when, when you were not speaking, meaning not in any bad way, but just not connected? just circumstantially and then found your way back to each other where your relationship maybe grew well when when fortune moved out to la i mean as she said we live completely different lives i mean i went you know i met my wife and we got married and so there's you know uh, now i'm a married man and so um you know she came out here east coast west coast and we talk we text we just don't. It's two different lifestyles and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I always know what she's up to. I always know what she's doing. And obviously, we're so, so proud of her. Yeah. As so a what was the last time you saw each other before you came out here? Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I try to go, I try to go home like three times a year. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but he you hadn't been out here in a while. It's been a long but, time. But you know, it's hard I think once you have kids to yeah. really just like, you know, you can't really make those we're like, "Oh, let's go to Paris yeah. this weekend." You know, it's just a different lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Do you miss home or do you like LA? I really love LA. It's my jam. I'm very chill. I'm a chill person. And I like sunshine. And LA is a very chill vibe. I can wear jeans everywhere and I, and it's it's great. We go visit home you know, uh, North Carolina several times a year. So I get that, like, uh, I get to see family and just sort of, you know, not go a thousand miles a minute Mm -hmm. and just slow down for a second. But then I'm always, like, ready to get back. It's interesting, though, because we're talking about you guys are siblings who see each other here and again, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Because, I mean, for the most part, the siblings that we've had on are in each other's lives all the time. time. Right. But there's there's something, but it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, when you guys are to get together again, I mean, it's... Yeah, we just pick right back up. pick right back up. I think maybe that's... If I think maybe sisters, the sisters that I know seem to talk a lot more. They're like a little bit more like day to day, or it's, it's almost like with dudes, you can just kind of be like, oh, "I'll talk to you in a month," and mm, it'll yeah. be all like, oh, "Who cares?" Yeah. You know, it's true. It's Although true. we talk like almost every day, but we yeah. have, but we do. But, but I live, we, I live. Five yeah, you're like yeah. you're yeah. part of each other's yeah. lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Uh, it is weird when I stop and think about it. I'm like, oh my god, I have lived in LA for 17 years. I probably see my family 10 days out of every year, you yeah. know, yeah. like when yeah, you really crazy. put them all together. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It is kind of crazy to see. I mean, so we're, you know, small town, southern town. Then you see L.A., Hollywood. You see movies, TV show. And so it's just bizarre. Like when she did her Netflix special, it was in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And to see the cameras and the people. And for us, it's like, wow like man she has arrived i mean she has arrived so that was kind of a cool experience and you know everybody back home was rooting for her i mean they're just Mm -hmm. everybody follows her and it's just a a big fan in general but even as a family member you just love hearing about the success that she's having Mm -hmm. which is great Mm -hmm. well and that's part of why i wanted to do it in charlotte because i don't really get to share they've seen my stand-up shows when i come to town but i've never really gotten to share my life with them in that way and you know i'm like when i'm filming stuff here i can be like oh let's film this thing and they're like oh that's great but like i wanted to show them like this you know this is this is a big part of my life this what i i traveled to 45 cities just last year this is what you're working so hard for i want you to see i want you to see how it's done and made and so it was a big thing for me to do it at home really to share with my family was it emotional for everybody yeah it kind of was because I remember when she was doing it for free at the local uh, restaurant in Belmont. And it's like she was just happy to get an audience and to hear the jokes that she started with to where she is now. And the friends are like, oh, my gosh, like she is like like she's for real. And it's like we saw her when she started in Belmont and now she's on Netflix. And so it's just kind of like, wow, she's come full, full circle and stuff and it's like man that's my sister doing yeah. that and so and you know and i think back to people are like oh that looks you know it must be so nice just up there telling jokes and all that you realize man you try getting up there with the microphone with uh, you know thousands of people oh. watching you and tell yeah. jokes and make people laugh it's, yeah you know and so i mean we're very you know it's awesome to see that you know what she does and we're very proud of do you what was your Aww. first time on stage do you remember uh, like your first set where you're like, holy shit, I'm, I'm on stage actually doing this yeah, in front at, of people. I did a six-week stand-up class, 
It was, I had already been doing improv and, and sketch, but this was a, I did a six-week stand-up class, and at the end of it, you do a set at the comedy store. I think I talked about, like, I hate strawberries. It was very... I wasn't how digging was deep. <laughs> how, did, how did it, it go It was over? good. It was fine in that it was, like, the people that came knew they were seeing a class. Yeah. So they were more forgiving. Do you have any bombs where you're like, oh, oh shit. Oh, yeah. Like, this was a gnarly. My mom witnessed one of them in oh, Virginia. Really? Oh. I had done Last Comic Standing. I, I got hired to do this charity event and uh they the guy that was in charge of it got fired like three weeks before and whoever picked it up was like wait what is going on and it was at this like biker bar in virginia beach and (laughs) they they told me it would be like a nice sit down dinner and it was like a chinese buffet with like six options all the people there were like who is this person the stage was a crate and the light was, you know, on those clamp lights yeah. at construction. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, my God. My opener was supposed to do uh, 20 minutes. He lasted two minutes and was and went, good night. And no. I was like, dude. <laughs> so I just ate it for the next 40 minutes. Oh, really? And, and at the end, I go, come on, mom. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so it's just not like, no, it was just quiet. Crickets yeah, just quiet. Just people just kind of going, why, do I, why are we here? You know, <laughs> oh I go, I don't know God. why we're here. I got my check and ran out of there. It takes uh, such a tough skin to yeah. be a stand-up. Well, stand-up's I have a great. So much, so much like admiration for you guys. We're doing the Lord's work, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's it is a great. It, it stand-up is the one place where you can't really fake it. You know, if you're not like, there's a lot of people who can go on YouTube and be like, I got a YouTube series, mm-hmm. but you can't to get on stage and to like really make people listen for an hour it you, you it weeds people out pretty mm-hmm. quick you know yeah. so let's do our speed round okay so one word to describe each other uh <laughs> kind funny <laughs> hey oh. <laughs> one word to describe the other at 12 feisty funny still oh yeah yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> something your parents don't know that your siblings did Oh, he found something. <laughs> well, no, part. I was going to say your party. Yeah. Well, I, we hired a that. stripper. Yeah. A male stripper. Yes. I don't know if my mom ever knew we hired a male stripper. Those <laughs> 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 were my friend's 18th birthday party. And I said I was just going to have some girls over. And it was like 50 girls yelling, take your pants off. <laughs> yes. And I happened to be leaving, leaving the driveway when the stripper arrived. I'm like, who are you? Oh, I'm the performer. He was Excuse in a, me? He was in a suit. Like, I'm a cop. Yeah. He was in a suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he yeah. Should, we were like, what's happening? And the neighbor, a neighbor came over because he saw yes. the cars. And they go, are you the stripper? And he's like, what? It was a very wild night. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't fun. think you might have, uh, you had gr- a girl in your room. That was oh, big, that was a big no no <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah. You're crazy. He's like sweating now. Oh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Who calls the other more? Uh, we're both pretty bad we're about bad, that. Yeah, I probably text you more. Yeah, we're more texters than callers. Yeah. yeah. We're not as chatty as our other brother and our mom. They talk like all the all the time. Yeah, but we're, we're big just, texters. We're like, though. what's up? Yeah. Okay, cool. Bye. Right. Yeah. <laughs> do you spend Christmas together? Uh, we do like every other holiday. Right. Uh, so that the family, the the wives we spend with. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. Um, who's wittier? 
Oh, me, for sure. Me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Who could survive longer on a, an island? Deserted uh, island. Probably Price. So I'm an Eagle Scout. Oh, are you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And I'm a terrible, yeah. I'm a terrible lesbian. Yeah, of course. Yeah. People come up to me in Home Depot asking where things are. I'm like, ugh, I don't know. What's one thing that your sibling is bad at? Uh, calling? No, <laughs> not like for me. It's calling. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're bad at calling. I'm bad at calling. Her. Yes. Uh, you're not a big hugger. You're bad at hugs. Uh oh, I'm gonna hug you today. I'm, when we're, <laughs> yeah, we're leaving, yeah, I'm hugging yeah. you. They said he's. My mom said he's like that since we were kids. He was like, ah. Uh. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> what about with your wife? Are you guys affectionate? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. he is. Right. Yes, your, we are. Your fa- with, <laughs> but like we always do like bro side hug. Right, like, yeah, what's right. up? <laughs> are you an affectionate girl? I, I am, yeah. Your cuddles all over the place. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, who's the better cook? Uh neither neither of us cook. <laughs> oh, do you cook? Not I, really. I would not we didn't. Neither one of us got that. Did your family cook? No, our grandmother Grandmother. did, but our parents southern cooking, like yeah, she was all that from scratch stuff, cakes from scratch, chicken and dumplings. Mm. Oh yeah, I love chicken and dumplings. Mom, mom, grandma made chicken and dumplings. Yeah, she made a great chicken and. You know what? I'm gonna make a chicken and dumplings. Chicken and dumps. Dumplings are not easy. They're not. I will be judging you on your on your dumps. My dumps. My dumps. You make good dumps. Get ready for my dumps. Light fluffy dumps. Wait till you taste my fluffy taste dump. Taste my fluffy dump. <laughs> <laughs> my dumps rise to the top. <laughs> okay, who's, who's more athletic? That's pretty even. Mm. We're both very athletic. Yeah. Uh, who's more competitive? Price though? and I were the one, or Jay was like really great at swimming, like like unbelievable. But we could do like any sport right. well. Mm-hmm. Except swimming, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, who's more competitive? Probably, I'd probably you. say me. Yeah, I mean, because I, you know, I grew up playing a lot of sports, and it was we had good teams, and mm-hmm. so a lot of you know winning championship type deal. So it was I had that kind of embedded in right. me, like, win, oh, win, 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 yeah, yeah, win. Yeah. We'd play mixed doubles together in tournaments back in the day, which was a big mistake against he, each he, other. No, with each oh, other. Okay. He would jump in front of me all the time. <gasps> Oh. I was like, oh, you little mother. Oh. <laughs> well, I, 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 I gotta say something too. I don't I guess I don't have the killer instinct because we were playing this family said, Oh, we just came from Yugoslavia where they were bombing our you know, our village. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And they were sitting there and Emily's like, don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. They're trying to get in your head. You know, we've got to smash them, Price. We've got to smash them. And they're like, oh, yes. And I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for them. Like, and, tennis and, is war. Yeah. Ten, and, like, yeah. It was one of those things that's like, come on. But then come he was on. like jumping in front of me because I was a yes. lot younger. So he wasn't, he didn't have the confidence that I was right, going right, to carry right. my part of the, the match. Are you guys ruling? followers in general i'm very much a rule follower. yeah i am too I'm, you are. yeah i'm pretty uh, guilty of that Jay who keeps the, the best secret not, uh, not him He's oh a really big old you're bad huh this is a, this guy's a town crier he tells everybody <laughs> everybody you tell him something everybody's gonna know okay about wait it. so what it why why what is that you think like, no, I just you know if it's with, like, with my family and we're having a discussion about something, it's kind of like well I need to have all the facts out there so everybody knows. So he tells right. everybody what you just texted. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm all like, dude, he's throwing me under the bus so many times. I'll it's just like, a family. It's oh, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's I'm like, why'd you tell them that I said that? <laughs> yeah. But but what if someone says don't say anything? 
Will you then? I try my best not to say. I it. try my best. <laughs> he's he's a little chatty, Kathy. About that. Do you so stir the pot? Do you like to stir the pot? Uh, yes. Not, uh, <laughs> if, if if we're having an issue like with siblings, sometimes like where there's a disagreement mm-hmm. about something, then maybe I'll try to you know get people he, together. He has sent texts that I've sent to our other about our other brother to our other brother. Oh, and like then he, And then I'll I'll be texting him and get a text from my other brother. What did you say? I'm like. Pride, <laughs> yeah, and he'll be like, "I didn't mean to. I copied it, and it, I didn't know all of it was sending." And uh, have so. you guys ever had like a and siblings like a blowout crazy fight? Like where oh. it's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, wow. back in the day, mm-hmm. we've had mm-hmm. those were common as, as yeah. adults. Oh, uh, they're few and far between, but they happen. They happen. Yeah, yeah. And we get it all out, and do. then the hope is you yeah. move on. Right? You know? it's, yeah, it never gets personal. The way we're you pretty can't good. Come about, back from it. Yeah, and we're pretty good about. Forgiven and we always love to know what your first celebrity crush was. Mine probably was Sandra Bullock in the movie While You Were Sleeping. I was like, (laughs) Oh, I want to be in a coma and uh, have Sandra Bullock coming to check on me. (laughs) That's amazing. Good one. I'm gonna be embarrassed because she's in here, but Uh, I I watched a lot of Kate Hudson movies. Yes. Yes. So when so when I, I was told about this, I'm like, really? I was like, you know, I was like, I'm a big fan of Kate Hudson. So yes. And I'm being honest. So, so. This is the, I am honored. This is get, got me sister cool points. So thank yeah. you. Oh, I bet, right? <laughs> um, Ollie, do you want to do our last question? That um, we left yeah, we, we we um we asked this to everybody. If you could take one thing from your sibling to adopt as your own, to take from them that you wish that you could have yourself, what would it be? And then if you could extract something from your sibling, to, some, to take away something that, that might be a stressor in mm-hmm. their life or, or, or something that might be you know hindering them in, yeah. in any sort of way, what would it be? Well, pro- I would say with Price, I would probably, he, he has no ego. He's just like, there's nothing about, like, he doesn't hold on to grudges. He doesn't think that he's better than anybody. He he just has this, like, he's just kind and a good guy. And he's never, like, trying to be the center of attention. And, and he's just kind of content with life. And I like that he's not that person that thinks it's never enough. Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I like that about him. Uh, what I would <laughs> we've never like we've never had like a real oh, wow. conversation like this. yeah we don't really dig too deep with yeah, each other but that's a good one though yeah yeah and then uh, I what I alleviate for you I would I would want to instill uh even like more com- confidence in you because I think that you're really talented and good at what you do and you don't get much credit for it. Uh, because you're not seeking that. So I would, uh, in, in, in a weird way, I'm talking about how you have no ego, and I'm like, I want to instill mm-hmm. a little bit sure. in sure. you so that you kind of claim how great you are yeah. at these things. That's nice. That is pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Like joining hands? Going on. Wow. Well, just wait. Now, now, you got pre- now you have some pressure. Cause... i tell you what. Well, you know, uh, one thing that I admire with Fortune is her work ethic and her focus. And that is something, man, that I think is amazing that a lot of people – 
don't have. And, you know, you see, you know, her story is she moved to L.A. with $25 in her bank account. And I mean, how many people do you know that would have that kind of courage to do something like that? And mm-hmm. I've always admired that. Uh, do that, you have Do you have that kind of work ethic? Oh no, no. I wouldn't take the chance. Like, um, well, I don't have the balls that she has. Right. Put it that way, and I don't mind saying that. Right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I'm the same way. I don't have her balls. Yeah, Kate, yeah. Kate's Our balls, balls are, are massive. Big over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big, big balls. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. And I've always <laughs> admired, you know, her work ethic and what she's doing. I mean, and it just gets bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. And it's great to see, um, you know. Um, and what would you alleviate from her? You know. Uh, I do realize as, you know, someone who is gay and lesbian, uh, it is a hurtful when you see other people that, you know, don't want to give them equal opportunity and don't want to, you know, look at them as, you know, human beings like, you know, well, you're gay, you're the devil or you're a sinner and all that. That's something that, you, you know, you don't want them to have that pain to think, well, why am I not? You know, I, I'm just, I, you know, I'm a human being as well. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I'm sure that hurts, you know, sometimes, especially for a gay and lesbian person in general. But, you know, I've seen her experience uh, that as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, take that hurt away um, mm-hmm. in a sense. And that's so, beautiful. yeah. Wow, that's so awesome. Aww. That's Aww. so nice. <laughs> This is the only time he and I will ever share feelings. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. We'll have no, to do this another round of this, this, this is your guys' homework for your next Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. Is that you have to go around the table we, we and you have to this. do this oh, with wow, your family. Really? It's gnarly. Yeah. And Our family really... doesn't open up like that. It's scary yeah. as shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary as shit, but sometimes yeah. you know, yeah. weird, sure. weird yeah. things Everybody come out of it. Everyone's crying all of a sudden. And then there's always one person that does something where you're like, that was a little weird. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That was nice. Next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. This, awesome. this was awesome. so wonderful. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you guys. <laughs> Sibling Revelry is executive produced by Kate Hudson, Oliver Hudson, and Sim Sarna. Supervising producer is Allison Bresnik. Editor is Josh Windish. Music by Mark Hudson, aka Uncle Mark. You're looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu that you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are streaming on Hulu. Then you can move on to Modern Family, Shit's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.